Hi, and welcome to Moral High Ground, where I talk about what's morally right to you. Today, I'm going to be talking about a woman valuing a man, or giving value to a man. Yes. Now, nowadays, women mostly think they can just get with guys for money, or they can ask the guy for money, and that's going to make them feel like they're in a relationship, or they dress attractive in a certain way, and and it's all about their sexual nature to grab a guy, but ultimately it's a whole form of manipulation so she can get what she wants, and even if it comes to getting a bad boy, you know, she's going for the one that has no real goals in life, so she's going to be suffering after the fact, you know, taking care of the kids on their own, paying bills on their own. There's so many women complaining on TikTok and all these places about how they can't find a good man or they can't find a man to do this and that, but yet they want all these things as if they deserve things. No one deserves, I mean, in, in a way the women say it, on these TikToks and stuff like that, where they're like, oh, I should get this, and I should get that, and I got a pussy, and I should get this. It's not right. It's just like a guy saying, I got a penis, you should do whatever I want. It doesn't work that way. So women and and men, both men, they shouldn't even be thinking that they're worth anything. And the reason why is they haven't showed their value as a person. What can you do to help me help us? It's not about one person, you know, being one-sided. And that's the problem. Women are very one-sided, not, you know, caring for other people. And it's not supposed to be this way. But when it comes to dating world or being with someone, they think very one-sided, like it's all about them. To me, that's an automatic turn off. When a woman think, you know, gets uh, arrogant or uh, overconfident in her beauty, to me, is a turn off. It's like someone lied to you. You're not that fine. You need to go sit down somewhere and rethink your life. You know, there's tons and tons of other more attractive women that deserve the attention. They probably don't get it because they're not jumping in people's face, demanding things. And that's a little annoying. You know, just because you think you're attractive don't mean you should go into every guy's face. Not every guy wants to look at you because you feel confident in yourself. Maybe that confidence you have is jaded and blind because no one wants to see you like that, that it's not interested in you. It's just that simple, you know. And it comes a point where a woman has to have something kind of thing that can interest a man besides just her sexual nature, her body language, or whatever. You know, it has to be more on a uh, a knowledgeable still. They have to know certain things a man doesn't. That way it can fit in and, and make it equal. You know, if a guy knows some stuff she doesn't know and it draws her to him, and then here she goes, she got some knowledge that is beneficial to him that he's been wanting to hear that could work together and try to make something make sense. It, just, it sounds more 
logical that way than just, oh, this girl's attractive, let me go talk to her, okay. He likes hearing stupid stuff, sexual, I'm gonna talk to him. So the both in that concept, those, it's, this is gonna make a bad relationship. But a relationship where someone both has something to share that can actually help both people work together, to come together, then that's, that's what's needed. You need someone that can make you equally yoked, as they say in the Bible. You know, we need evenly yoked people. And so to do this, and this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying value a woman and a woman valuing a man is because you guys are far gone from it. It's so crazy. And I'm only basing this off of this whole, and it's not just this uh, thing that I've seen on you know, the internet with TikTok, YouTube, and all this stuff. But in real life, too, it's just the concepts is just retarded to me how, you know, guys are all obsessed now with just doing nothing but having sex with women. And women are trying to just be over the top sexy just to have sex and act like they're valued. To me, a woman that has to have sex constantly and make herself look attractive, and that's all she's got shows how miserable she is inside because she feels that she can't be touched or loved or cared for unless she has to do these things uh, to lure men. But it just an automatic, you're just selling one thing. You're selling sex, you're selling yourself, which means you're lowering the value of yourself. But is that seen, is that known, is it taught? No. It's taught as a form of seduction, a sort of way to uh, get what you want. And it's all as is, but not every person's on that level. This person that wants to be valued is going to show value to somebody, talk a certain way, be happy to listen to what the other person has to say, know what the other person likes, and be able to say, hey, uh, you like mechanics. Well, I found this car that, that I think you like. It has a few issues, but maybe you want to work on it. Oh, thank you. How'd you get this car? I got it auction, 400 bucks. You know, I'm just making up some. But if a woman did that to a guy that was in the mechanics, a dude would probably dig the hell out of her. You know, more than just her putting her boobs out, saying, oh, you can have my heart. I love you, yada, yada. And really, all you care about is you know, getting whatever, you know, I mean, the guy's going to be like, I'm just getting late. But if you came to that guy that's a mechanic with a car from a certain year that he liked, and you got it for less than nothing, and the dude's going to love the hell out of you, might want you to help help him work out on a car. And if you help him work out on a car, then maybe you learn how to do car stills that you need, and most women lack in. And this is just the honest to God truth, because a lot of women do, Lacking car stills, the ones that do no car stills, they're, you know, on a, fighting in a level, a plane, or should I say working field that most women don't want to go to because they don't want a hard labor. But, you know, she's a valuable woman because of that, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Ah. The point I'm trying to make is we got to make our lives better than what we make them out here. And without God, 
it just seems to just like when people don't want God in their life, but they want all these other things. It's like, do you deserve these other things? Are you trying to make yourself valuable by your own merit, based off of greed, selfishness, ignorance, and ultimately self-destruction? And then you have no way to keep any person around you. And you're just going to be toxic to everybody. You know, some of these behaviors I see with females nowadays, where they're just like, you know, really rude. You know, like I talked to a chick, and what I hate about internet talking, and I brought it up probably before, but I hate that they try to keep you on the, the text. And they'll text you maybe a sentence, you text back a sentence, they text another one, and then you respond to that one. But then they take like 20, 30 minutes to come back, and then they try to come back to a conversation, and it doesn't make sense. Or they'll sit there and try to keep you texting all day. People have lives that are not going to wait for these long, dried-out uh, waits and, and texts that, that don't mean nothing, and it pretty much goes nowhere. You know, so I'm just, it really blows my mind how we went from people making fun of people meeting uh, someone online because everybody could just walk up and talk to a girl to where now everybody makes it a norm. You've got to meet someone online to have a relationship. It is retarded. It's stupid as hell because you need to be able to just walk up to someone and socialize with them. You know, for people not to be able to do this, it means that humanity is flawed in how it's, you know, interacting with each other nowadays. It means the whole concept of meeting someone is, is just ruined. Not to mention you walk down the street in the day and you're like, hi, how you doing? When you see somebody and they don't respond or they're rude, look at you like you're, you know, dirt on their shoe or some crap you stepped in, you know, it's like, what happened? Why is everybody so rude? Why does everybody have these type of attitudes and frustrations? I've been developing one myself based off the internet because I don't like, you know, and, I, and I've seen like once again on Instagram and well YouTube and uh, TikTok and stuff, they talk about guys that don't get enough, they go on dating websites and no woman responds to them, they don't get a date. I get kind of the opposite because I'll put a photo up and I don't really care for writing profiles because the hell with that, either you want to talk to me or you don't. And I know there's like a thousand women trying to talk to my page and I don't get it because, you know, whatever, I'm a dude and whatever, I think I'm cool looking, whatever. I'm not like going to sit here and go, oh, I'm a god, I'm a god and I'm a... Adonis, that's the word I'm looking for. I'm Adonis. I'm built to, to look perfected. And I'm Hercules and all this crap. You know, but for whatever reason, I get a lot of females that respond to my profiles based off my photo or whatever. And some of the conversations are stupid, boring, and long. If I'm trying to talk to one, then there's more. We go to live chat. They want to go to live chat. They sent you an email. This one sent this. And it's overwhelming. And then it's like, I'm listening to these females now. I don't have wealth. So it's not that. It's the fact that, okay, maybe I'm African-American, so they're attracted to that black man, whatever. However you want to put it. 
you know, American mutt made, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But the point is, these other guys, they must be really weak at how they talk or something. Me, the girl talks, and I have a knack of talking to everybody the same. You know, hey, how you doing? Whatever. I talk to black people the same, white people the same. I might change my slang a little bit, like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something, brother. Let me just blah, 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 blah. You know, our white people are like, whoa, dude, check it out, man. But still, I'm still talking to you the same. <laughs> I might be like, I don't know, but whatever, treat everybody the same, I don't care what you do, how you do it, just do it the hell away from me, if your life is based off of, you know, whatever kind of, you know, getting over type of thing, okay, we can talk a little bit, but you need to get away from me and do your thing, because I ain't going to do it with you, if your life is about trying to hustle the system, all right, go for it. Do your thing. More power to you. Hopefully you win and you become Robin Hood and give it back to the people, you know. But I don't want anything to do with you. And it's just the same thing when it goes to a lot of people. I may just talk and in some cases it's not about not having one to do with people. It's about having little random conversations that might help educate someone to do something positive or motivate someone to feel good that day. And it doesn't matter who they are, what they are, where they walk, and how they walk, and what they talk. It's just about being another human and interacting with people. This is what we're supposed to do. And this is why I say the internet is, is flawed, because it stops people from doing that. You get on this computer or whatever, and you're texting and stuff. And so I'm at the point where I don't like texting for the past, oh, I don't know, since 2018, I don't care about answering my freaking phone. And it's stupid because I have a phone. But I just don't care anymore because I don't care about talking to no dude about nothing. Because first off, I don't want to hang out with you. You know, the brotherhood thing is gone. Masculinity is gone. No, everyone wants to be a fairy or whatever. And... <laughs> Trying not to be uh, politically correct, but dang it, I guess it's part of who I am. But everybody is on the stupid new thing, which I don't understand. Because, see, I don't do what everybody else does. I do my thing. My thing matters more than what everybody else likes or what everybody is into or whatever the new fab is. I never follow the new trends. I always do my own thing. I am what I am. And that's who all, all I am going to be. And so this whole accepting things with this LGB stuff, I'm not on it, okay? Like I said, I talk to everybody, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit back and judge you, you can do whatever you want, that's your lifestyle, that's the way you wanna choose it, go for it. But I'm not gonna hang out with you because of that and I'm not trying to be in that. So do your thing. But you can talk to me about advice, whatever, something, fine, so be it. But I'm not supposed to be accepting anything people have. I'm not going to join a gang because I don't follow no man on this toilet earth. I'm not going to slang drugs to get money because I'm not trying to get pine bars behind you or anybody. <laughs> okay, I'm done playing with, with whores and, and strippers and things even though that was my lifestyle for <laughs> like, I don't know, well, my 20s and my early 30s and stuff. I spent a lot of time going to nudie bars, 
had a lot of girlfriends that were either prostitutes or strippers or something. And, you know, I got tired of hearing the same stories about how, the, you know, they'll go off with a guy. You ain't seen him in a day, come back. Oh, this guy is a who the fuck is that guy? Who the hell is he? But, you know, in some cases, they'll open up. If you're in a relationship, they're telling you who they're talking to, and which I've had had before. And then that person comes up because they did this tragedy. But then you hear about crap. They're doing more for this guy than they were supposed to be doing for you. And so you like, wait a minute, you gave me a little bit of whatever this is, and you gave this guy a whole bunch of whatever that was. <laughs> if y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, that's only those who I guess I guess you would say player or pimp or whatever. I don't know. But in my case, it's just I done did it too much, and this woman got sprung, and I'm stuck with this crazy broad, and it don't make no sense. And they like to make it look like guys get sprung on them. Trust me, women get sprung, yo, and then they go crazy. They get comfortable and crazy, and they start thinking this Cinderella shit in their head, and they give you the look. Now, sometimes you can do it real good to a woman, and they give you the look, and it's like, it looks like they didn't fell in love, like they in a movie, they, they get all close to you, hug, and just stare in your eyes and crap. And it seems magical, uh, magical and passional, passionate. It's a good thing, it's a good feeling, it shows love. But then it's depending on how you feel with her. Can she continue to bring that feeling or will she bring you hell and, and brimstone? So, I mean, that's just from experience, experience, yeah. experience, you know, me dealing with women in that scenario. So I can't talk about any other thing like, but I just don't get it, you know. But automatically, you know, over years now, I just don't like it when women ask me for money before. If she's my friend or something, we be like, oh, show me any twenty dollars Okay, here you go. Just give it back to me later, you know, stuff like that. You know, feeding a woman ain't no big deal if, I'm, if she ain't got nothing to help her out. There you go. You know, and this characteristic of me helping with money or something like that is a normal thing. If I've known a woman and I'm dealing with her, and ultimately I want to see all women take care of themselves and do well. And it's not, it has nothing to do with me trying to get in their pants because women are the, I look at them like they're the thing that can keep the damn human race going. And anybody that disagrees with that has to be an idiot. All children come out of the female. So females need to value themselves because they're the mothers of humanity. And so with that, even if they haven't had children, a woman needs to be looked at, taken care of, and raised up almost like a child. So they need a man that can guide them in the life with strength and motivation that can help to understand God and the world and just basic uh, man world. So there's a three different concepts there. When I say God, God created the world, so you got to understand how God thinks. When I say the world, I mean the world, like nature, the plants, the elements, things that can kill you in nature, things that kill you in nature, you gotta know the world. And when I say man's world, I mean, you gotta understand how man thinks when it comes to finance, when it comes to lawyers, when it comes to taxes, all this crap that has to do with government and stuff, this is man's world, okay? So you have to understand the difference. 
Of course, a woman should already understand what women stand, but femininity has uh, been perverted and is being uh, pretty much humiliated. And women don't even see it. They're too blind to see the humiliations that's being put upon their uh, gender by so many different concepts and things. But ultimately, all of that crap goes back to femininity. The whole LGB community is all based on fem fem femininity. It has nothing to do with masculinity at all. So that means they don't care about a strong, tough, strong man, uh, smart, intelligent, strong man that does what a man's supposed to do. They only care about a man that has a little bit of sugar in his tank, which is stupid because then your car won't go nowhere, okay? And then they might have took your gas cap, and then you got to go to a freaking auto zone and get a gas cap, and I forgot how much that costs. Well, it depends on the car, too, but for a Riviera, man, pfft. I mean, come on, man. So, good <laughs> off topic, but that really happened. They put, they do something to your gas tank, and then you got to go to AutoZone, and you got to buy a new gas cap. But every time a gas cap is found, an angel gets his wings, okay? So, the point of what I'm saying is this, and kind of lost track because I started having that dumb memory about them freaking gas caps, man. But, <laughs> God dog it. Yeah. I had a good thing that I ruined it. But anyway, back to what I'm saying though. Valuing a person has to be about understanding who they are, both as a man and a woman. You gotta understand each other. But these concepts, or getting, like I said, women are getting humiliated and perverted based off of all sorts of crap. And dudes are getting downgraded and belittled because they're not doing something a woman wants. Like I had a girl I was talking to, very beautiful, and paying attention to her for a while. But I talked to her like a normal person. And some of the conversations we had is normal. She's got used to guys talking to her and like trying to get sex out of her. Uh, saying they're attractive and they're, you know, paying her money just because she's attractive and crap like that. You know the type I'm talking about. And they sit there and they're like, oh, I need you to get me this. And the guys are like, okay, okay. Then you come across a guy like me and you're asking me to pay you just because I'm talking to you and I'm be your friend. Uh-uh, not happening. Don't like it. Can't dig it. Get lost. Right? And so... You know, I'm trying to talk. Now, obviously, if you didn't, wasn't interested in me after the first couple times, I'd have already said no and explained it, and you still keep trying to talk to me. That means you're interested in me. But if you keep bringing up the fact that you need some money from me, then you have a problem and you don't have a concept of the type of man you're talking to, which means you're stuck on this thing, which all women are, where they say all men are alike. It's not true. Depends on what we believe in, what we stand for, what our purpose is and our goals are in life and what we're trying to accomplish. And because women can't see that, because they're only thinking about their own delusions of trying to get something out of somebody or how they can make their lives better or be some sexual pleased person, whatever the hell it is, it's always going to be the great divide between the genders, which I want to stop, and I want it to be in a place where both can put come to common ground 
and put it to rest. Now, morally, God wants us all to love each other, you know, especially when it comes to men and women loving each other so they can make families, babies, keep life going. To keep life going is godly, you know, for this other stuff that's out there, all this weird stuff, it's an abomination because it wants to ter- deteriorate the, the, the continuation of humanity. It's a mass genocide to say you don't love a woman, you know, or you don't want a woman. That's crazy to me. should be crazy to everybody, but it's not. And so... What I'm saying is, there, biblically, there's a story of Ruth. Now, Ruth is in the Bible. It's around the time of the Judges. It's not going to be in Judges. She has her own book, which is only about four or five chapters long. But anyway, it tells a tale of this woman named Ruth, who's actually a daughter-in-law of a woman named Naomi, who had two sons, and she had two daughter-in-laws. Ruth was one of them. And one time, you know, this Naomi woman, her husband died. Then her two sons died. And so she was stuck with these daughter-in-laws that never bear children, but were, you know, loved by her. And so she tried to make them both go back to where they came from. They were Moanites who actually were descendants of, if I remember right, uh, Lot. Because Lot had... Uh, two daughters, and they ended up creating the Edomites and the Momonites or something like that. Anyway, so, anyway, so Ruth was one of his daughter-in-laws, and Naomi was like, you know, you need to go out, go back to your parents, you know, find a man so you can, you know, keep your life. Pretty much explain it to these girls that they're still young, they have time to go find husbands and have children. And Naomi, being older, already felt that she can't have no more children. So she was content with being a widow the rest of her life. Now, that doesn't explain what age the Naomi woman was, but I'm reckoning it's somewhere around menopause time, you know, 40s, maybe 50, whatever. But she gave up. Now, in this time period nowadays, women in their 40s and 50s are amazingly beautiful. And they got technology now where you can put embryos and make women have babies and stuff, too. So it's a little different then because there wasn't that type of weird science we got now. And anyway, she was content with being a widow. And the other daughter, the daughter-in-law left and went back to her home family where Ruth stayed and went with Naomi back to the land of Bethlehem. And... When they got back there, everyone praised Naomi. They loved her, you know, so they loved Ruth automatically because she used to be married to Naomi's daughter, or son, I should say. And uh, anyway, she caught wind of this guy, uh, Ruth did, and the guy was actually some kind of relative to Naomi. And she went out to a field and tried to be a worker for him. And it says Reaper, and I know some of you crazy people are going to go, oh, they were Reapers or Grim Reapers. 
No, these were chicks that were just, you know, cutting down corn stalks and wheat stalks and stuff. <laughs> it was uh, that type of reaper. And so she worked with them. And the guy came upon her. His name was Boaz. I know it sounds weird. It's like Boaz or Bo Boaz. However you understand Hebrew, but Boaz or whatever. And uh, the guy sat there and he pretty much was like, okay, you can work with me, you can live with me. Well, he would say live with him, but he said like, you can work, and you can stay here, work with the young women, stay away from men, you know, because you deserve better. And pretty much that's what she did. She stayed around the women reapers. She didn't let no young guy or wealthy guy talk to her. She didn't care either way if he was wealthy or not, but she wanted to pursue this guy. And so she went back uh, to, she went back to Naomi, had some uh, bags of barley or something like that, I can't remember. And she comes back and Naomi's like, oh, he's a relative of ours. Uh, he's a good man type of thing and favored by the Lord. And she went back because uh, Naomi told her to go and, you know, take it, you know, the blankets off his feet and sleep by his feet. And nowadays, this makes no sense to people, but in the olden times, uh, feet were a man's foot uh, washing them and whatnot. And all this was a sense of honoring that man. So by her going to sleep by his feet, she's not even, she's not just honoring him, she's giving up her control and saying, I'm willing to, to let you be my master, my teacher, my whatever. I'm willing to devote my life to you. I'm bowing at your feet type of thing, but in a sleeping thing. You know, and they didn't have sex. So this is the thing that's weird too, is because preachers and people that are biblical readers, they will say that Ruth was a whore, but she didn't have sex with him until she was established by him as the one that he would choose to be his woman. And that was later on, but in this part of the story, people try to pervert it and say she was at his feet because she was trying to have sex with him while he was sleeping. That's not what happened. You know, it's kind of like a dog. A dog comes, lays by you. Let's say if he was wild or whatever, if a dog came and laid by you and slept and didn't do nothing, that means that dog wants you to be his master or he represents you. Now that doesn't mean I'm calling a woman a dog either because there's a lot of people like to twist what people say. But there's a form of devotion that you have towards people that you honor them, give them respect. But back in the olden days, this is what, what it was. And then, you know, even later on, in the, the feet thing is important because Jesus washed people's feet, okay? Kids used to, Women and, children, women and daughters used to wash their husband's or father's foot. It's a big thing about honor, um, biblical, spiritual, and ancient times. Because us guys will walk around and not give a shit about our feet. We'll just put shoes on our feet. We might want our shoes to be cool or tough and strong or whatever. And that's it. We don't care about what the hell's going on with our feet until something happens. And so... <laughs> Uh, women are more observed or 
more high maintenance when it comes to hygiene like that with your feet, your skin, and all this crap. That's why they know how to do all this clown makeup crap and stuff. So, and this is this follows the truth. But back to what I'm saying when it comes to Ruth, she did that. He established that. He appreciated her so much, and you know, he liked that she took the time to show her loyalty to him by sleeping at his feet. So he said, you know, he would introduce her to somebody else that was a relative that was wealthy and stuff. That didn't pan out right. Some whatever crap he was trying to do, which I can't remember, this guy. And uh, eventually he turned around and the Boaz guy and uh, actually ended up being with uh, Ruth. And Ruth ended up giving birth to a Abed, who became the father of Jesse. Jesse became the father of King David. So, very strong uh, bloodline, which led to Solomon, and then so on, and all the way to Jesus. And then Jesus, if you pay attention, I think it's Matthew and uh, Mark, or Luke, I mean, where they both, both bloodlines that shows Jesus' you know, bloodline, uh, both Mary and Joseph had David in their DNA or their, as an ancestor. So it's interesting, pretty much. It's, uh, um, no one never tells you when you read the Kings and you read David, you don't know what happened to David's daughter after she was violated by one of his kids. And, you know, does she, how many kids does she have? She might have had a bunch, but they never talk about it in the Bible, really. And so, this is something where bloodlines can go. So this is my point about humanity. They talk about the guys, which a lot of people will say, oh, it's the patriarchy crap, whatever. But, yes, they talk about the guys. But in, in that part, where King David has a daughter, she's mentioned one time, and then after that she's not mentioned at all. But women can have multiple children with anybody, and maybe they can just have one guy, whatever, and had a bunch of kids. But either way, it's what set the foundation for opportunities for great people to be created. You know, every time a woman gives birth, there's opportunities in the world to change the future in ways that could be either catastrophic or just a blessing to the world. And it should be looked upon like that, not just, oh, I got a kid. <laughs> Which is how people look at it now. They go, oh, I got a kid. But it should be the blessing for good or positive. It could be an opportunity for this person to make the virus uh, that could kill off all negative viruses, or I guess we call it antivirus, and you know, some kind of thing like that. So, you know, you never know. This kid could be the next free speaker that could change people's and motivate them to a future prosperity. This is the way it goes. So, when it comes to this whole women not valuing men thing, 
the story of Ruth makes sense because she was granted a whole bunch of stuff because it was just was a guy that was pretty well known and pretty well wealthy but she didn't come at him like all the other girls did she showed her loyalty she worked hard you know for him and all this it was able to get the reward in the end was him and the children that would become the bloodline of Christ so that is a beautiful story within that and just forget what they say in church about her being a whore because it was a whore the story of Ruth is about a woman breaking down and and not humbling herself and showing that she can work with a man and prove to him that she is valuable enough for him to marry that's what the story of Ruth is about now, like I said, preachers and some people will pervert it and call her whore. They want to call every woman in the Bible whore. That's not true. She shows the story to teach women about valuing a man and valuing themselves and sticking with the people you care for because if she was supposed to leave and go to her parents' house after the husband died, but she stayed with the mother of her husband, okay? because she liked that that woman cared for that woman and that's a good thing so take it how you want or either pick up the book and learn it yourself but a woman has to do this a woman has to show value has to show interest in a man in a way that no other woman is doing and I had women come to me with the same lines which means you guys either got it from this crap that's beyond the internet or some movie and you think it's cute or that all guys are gonna wanna hear that, but it sounds stupid to me, it bores me, it doesn't strike my interest. There's certain things I'm interested in and are knowledgeable in that would get my interest a lot faster than a woman just saying some some random crap she's seen in a Mary, what is the name, Tyler Perry movie, or some crap that she's seen in some stupid, you know, TikTok video or some crap. None of that stuff bothers me, and then because I've been there and done that with a lot of different situations, whether you believe me or not, trust me, if I cut your ass off, I've been there and done that, and you saying something I heard before, but now you're saying it even dumber than the girl that originally told it to me. <laughs> it's stupid. So you're wasting your time doing all this crap, even valuing yourself as a woman becomes more important when it comes to how you present yourself. Yes, cleavage boobies, love them. Every man does. Makes me drool even talking about them right now. But you doesn't have to show them all the time, every day, 24-7. You don't have to dress standardly clad all the time. It has to be something to the imagination. You gotta leave something out there and make a guy think. And most guys, if they really care, will look at you in the face and see that beauty. You know, like me, I look a woman in the eye, that's probably what drives them crazy because I always look people in the eyes. And most of the time I could tell things that a lot of y'all wouldn't be able to because you're not trained to do this. But I've been trained to do this after a while. I was able to do it for a while in my 20s. I would stop doing it. I wouldn't look people directly in the eyes because it's just like, it becomes too overwhelming trying to, because you can know the emotions. It's weird 
crap. It's hard to explain, but I would try to look elsewhere. People think I'm going crazy. I just don't want to look directly at you in your face. It had nothing to do with me lying or anything like that. It's just I don't want to look at people all the time in the face. But now I'm talking about always look them dead in the eyes. I want to know why and they're lying with emotions in there. And one of my two emotions come out real clear for me. Hate. You can see someone's anger real well. Another one is when somebody's full of shit. You can see that emotion real well. And you just, just got to know when you're looking at a person. Not to worry about what they're saying. But worry about what they they talking about, what they're looking like when they're talking to you. When it comes to a woman, a woman's eyes are bigger, so it's something you pay attention to more. You know, bigger the eyes are prettier the woman. That can be said too. But all I'm trying to say is that if a woman wants these things to be valued, respected, loved for, cared for, then they got to act that way. And they gotta drop all this crap. You gotta forget all this nonsense you hear on TikTok, all that crap from the feminist movement, and start thinking, do I wanna live my life the way these women and all these crazy people talking? Or do I wanna truly prove myself to someone that I want? Do I really wanna do I really want this guy who works hard but doesn't he's not so rich or whatever? I mean you gotta think women gotta think like that. And then if they do, what are they gonna do? Find out his interests, try to get to know him, whatever. Guys don't wanna go on dates, cause you gotta spend money. No guy wants to spend money on crap they don't want. You know, so, these girls gotta figure something else out, especially when women are out here portraying themselves like hustlers and bosses and all this crap. And they're getting all this money and they just talk and tell a guy, give me some money cause I look good. And whoever the guy is that started that needs to be shot, hung, they need to put him out in the center of town, put him in the stocks or the bellows or whatever, and just, you know, torture the hell out the dude. And of course there's tons of them that's probably like that. Torture the hell out of this dude. Let them realize how messed up they made it for the rest of us men that are normal who trying to survive and ain't gonna give a woman money just for looking at him or talking to him or for a nude picture when you can have sex with any woman it's not that big especially when they're on the internet showing it to everybody what makes this so special what makes that's what that's what blows their heads up that's why women go crazy but i ain't going and all that i'm just gonna say i'm gonna leave it like this Women do deserve to be loved. They do deserve to be valued. But there's no point in valuing something that doesn't have value for itself. And same thing when it comes to dudes. And so with that being said, hope we got a moral high ground there or some kind of moral understanding. <clears throat> anyway, I hope you guys think about what I said. Peace be with you all. Blessings upon you always. Until next time. Farewell.